What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of BNG in the Morning. On this episode, we recap Super Bowl 56 and the great game that it was. Then we'll talk a little bit about the Kyler Murray and Cardinals drama. And then we'll take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, we will talk a little bit about Zion Williamson needing possibly needing another surgery, Jared Allen replacing James Harden in the All-Star game, and then reportedly some tension brewing between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, the two stars of the Jazz. Let's get it. What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the 22nd episode of B&G in the Morning. First of all, Gavin will not be recording with us today. Obviously, I'm sure most of you know, if not all of you know, he is currently in Columbia for the State Wrestling Tournament. We wish him the best of luck. Hope that he does well. He just got down there today, so he won't stop wrestling until tomorrow. But good luck to Gavin as he wraps up his senior season of wrestling. With that out of the way, let's get into... Super Bowl 56. What a great game this was. Both teams were in it the whole time. There were times when you thought both teams had it, but in the end, the Rams get their second Super Bowl championship in their franchise history. Matthew Stafford finally gets his ring to shut up all the doubters that blame him for a lot of the Lions' uh, struggles that they had whenever Stafford was the quarterback of the team. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. went out early in the game. He had a touchdown already at that point, and it sounds like it is a torn ACL, and that has been confirmed since then. Terrible news for him is it is the same ACL he tore in 2020 with the Browns. His contract is up this season, so we'll see what happens in the offseason and if teams are willing to pay him big money because before the injury, he was looking at probably getting offers from a lot of teams. After Odell went out, the Rams' offense kind of stalled and struggled. They started off the second half very badly with a missed face mask, granted, but still a 75-yard touchdown from Joe Burrow to T. Higgins. And then Stafford throws his second pick of the game, and it looks like maybe the Bengals could have a big half and go and win the Super Bowl. But the L.A. defense made plays, and late in the fourth quarter, they come up big several times and allow for a game-winning drive, ending with a touchdown pass to Cooper Cup. And what made this even better was that it was on Eli Apple, who – I'm sure a lot of you Chiefs fans know he was talking a lot of smack on the Chiefs after the Bengals beat them in the AFC Championship, so it was very nice to see Cooper Cup get the touchdown on him. Cooper Cup gets the Super Bowl MVP. I think the two interceptions Stafford threw cost him the MVP because Cup only had one catch in the second half before the last drive, and Stafford finishes 26 of 40, 283 yards, and three touchdowns with those two picks. Cup finishes with eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns, so I'm not mad he got the award, especially after his historical season he had. He joins Jerry Rice as the only two receivers to win the Triple Crown and Super Bowl MVP in the same year. He had one of the best years ever. Stafford did make the play of the game, though, in my opinion, with a no-look pass to Cooper Cup over the middle of the field with about three minutes left in the game. It was an incredible throw and good for Stafford, like I said, to shout out the people who were blaming him for a lot of the line struggles making a really incredible no-look pass to Cooper Cup over the middle of the field to get Von Bell to step to his left just enough to be able to deliver the throw to Cooper Cup, and that was huge. So personally, I think Stafford deserved it, but like I said, not mad that Cooper Cup got it whatsoever. 
great season for the Rams. Congrats to them for their Super Bowl win. And congrats to the Bengals as well for an amazing season and making it farther than anyone thought they would. They won four games last year, and to make the Super Bowl is very impressive. And assuming they keep their core together, make a few adjustments to the defense and get a better O-line, they will be a top AFC t- top team in the AFC for a very long time. It was reported before the game that Aaron Donald, if the Rams won, would consider retirement. They did win the game. He was very emotional after it. I think he may decide to hang it up, but at the Rams Super Bowl parade today, Sean McVay did say to AD, let's run it back. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we will either on next podcast or the one after that bring you an episode where we will talk about what we want our teams to do in the offseason. Me and Gavin, obviously we can't do it now, and we'll wait a little bit after the season to do that. And we'll have a few episodes where we kind of dive into the our team's offseason and to kind of let you guys know what we personally think each of our favorite teams should do. Gavin, obviously being a Steelers fan, me being a Chiefs fan. And some other NFL news, there appears to be some tension between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals organization. Kyler removed everything that he had that had to do with the Cardinals from his social media. And now Chris Mortensen of ESPN has reported that, quote, the odd vibe between the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray is indeed alarming. Murray is described as self-centered, immature, and a finger pointer. Murray is frustrated with franchise and was embarrassed by the playoff loss to the Rams and thinks he's been framed as the scapegoat. Where's it headed? Despite the acrimony, the Cardinals expect things to calm down and Murray is their QB. Select veterans hope to reach Murray on how he can handle adversity better. Coach Cliff Kingsbury also is self-scouting where he can provide better alternatives for QB. End quote. So that's from Chris Mortensen, who works at ESPN. Kyler made his own statement a couple days ago where it says, quote, I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anything who has, Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better, end quote. So that's the two statements. Kyler Murray does not become an unrestricted free agent until 2024, but players have more power now than they ever than they ever have had to leave a situation if they don't want to be in it. I think there is just some frustration right now with the, with the Cardinals and how the season ended. I think Kyler remains as a member of the Cardinals next season. Honestly, we seems like there's a player every year that seems like they might leave and they don't end up leaving. So I think Kyler Murray is that player this year. Obviously, frustrations boiled in that frustrating loss against the Rams, who obviously went on to win the Super Bowl. Kyler Murray did not have a very good game, threw for under less than 200 yards, did not have the best completion percentage either. So I think just some frustrations right now between the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray thinks that the team has framed him as a scapegoat, obviously it's a, it's a team game, and it's not just on Kyler Murray to play well, but in Cardinals' defense, the quarterback is expected to make big plays whenever the team can't. He's expected to lead the team, bring them out of tough situations, and make plays when no one else can. And Kyler really did not do that in that wild card game against the Rams. So, But I think, like I said, they'll work it out, and Kyler Murray will be the quarterback for the team next season. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back from the break, we will get into some NBA news. All right, we are back, and before we get into 
our NBA news that we wanted to cover. It is currently February 16th on the day of recording, and there's still no progress seemingly on a new collective bargaining agreement in the MLB between the owners and players. Spring training was supposed to start by now, so that has been delayed officially. So we'll see if the season ends up getting delayed, but you got to believe that opening day is now in jeopardy because even though they did get the, even though they did kind of rush spring training the year of COVID, they still had about a month, I believe. So they're going to need to really get this collective bargaining agreement settled. But I mean, it just doesn't look like either side wants to compromise at all. So with that being said, in NBA news, Zion Williamson may need another surgery. He reportedly felt soreness in his foot when he started working out in December. Um, so surgery is a possibility. Hope Zion gets back on the floor this season, but that continues to look less and less likely as each day passes. And who knows if he'll be ever be the same. He's a he's a bigger player. He weighs more than the average NBA player, and he's just he's a very athletic guy. But we typically sometimes see with these guys who have a lot of weight to land on when they're dunking and stuff. It, there's repeated, just repeated tension on the knees and just a lower body doesn't really hold up at times. So hope that Zion is not a player that we'll talk about in that same way. He's very, very talented and very, very athletic. Like I said, he's kind of a freak athlete, to be honest. We saw it at Duke where he just completely dominated the NCAA. Um, so, Really hope that he gets back on the floor this year, but also hope he doesn't rush back. So if it take if it takes uh, waiting out this season, getting surgery, coming coming back next year for him to be 100 percent in the Zion that we have come to expect from him from him now, then I'm all for it. The Pelicans aren't that competitive anyway; they're just kind of fighting for a playing spot at this point. So you know, hope hope he gets back to 100 percent either whether it be this season or next. Just hope that he gets back to that level. Um, Jared Allen will replace James Harden on Team LeBron in this year's All-Star game after Harden was ruled out because he is rehabbing his hamstring. This makes sense for Harden, in my opinion. Why play in the All-Star game if you aren't 100%? Just take the break to get healthy before you make your debut with your new team. And good for Allen, who I think deserves this, as he is currently averaging 16 points, 11 rebounds on 66.5% shooting, which is second best in the league. And also, we didn't talk about the All-Star teams last week because they weren't uh, picked yet whenever we recorded. But why is LeBron so good at drafting All-Star teams but terrible at creating his own team? It's no secret a lot of LeBron's teams are created in large part with his advice. And most of the time, he has to do it all. And we are seeing that this season. And with him and Anthony Davis having large parts and getting Westbrook to L.A., which hasn't really worked out to this point, but LeBron always seems to have the better all-star team, and that is no different this year. His team is definitely better than Durant's. Durant took Gobert over Harden in the all-star draft, which made Harden the last pick. A little bit of shade there, and I was excited to watch those two perhaps have a, have a few words to say to one another. But that probably won't happen now. It probably wouldn't happen in the all-star game anyway. They probably will save it for March 10th when the Sixers play the Nets in Philly. But it would have been interesting nonetheless. But moving on from that, um, there's reportedly tension between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert as the season continues. Many think this is a make-or-break year for the team where 
If they are an early exit like they have been in recent memory in the playoffs, the roster will be revamped and one of the stars traded. This has led to reports of tension between the two stars as there have been some struggles for the team this season at times. Personally, if they do trade one of the star players, I think it will be Gobert. A guard like Mitchell doesn't come around that often, and I think they should keep him for as long as possible since it is hard for a small market team like Utah to get a player of his caliber through anything but the draft. Both players signed huge extensions through the 2024-25 season with player options for the 25-26 season. The problem is Gobert's contract is actually bigger than Mitchell's, so it will be harder to move him because he is owed, on average, $41 million a year. I do think a team will take him, but Gobert does a lot for this team defensively. So for a team that can make this trade work within the salary cap, is the player the Jazz will get back as good as Gobert and provide as much value to the team as Gobert does? Most teams that most teams that pay a player this much don't really want to trade them. They want to build around them and make them the centerpiece. So I don't know what a possible trade would be. It is a very tough spot for the Jazz front office to be in, and we'll see what they will do with these two players who both have massive deals tied to them. And I know this has been a shorter podcast, but I don't want to bore you with me sitting here talking for half an hour. So we're going to round off with Giannis Antetokounmpo's last five games. He is averaging 33.8 points per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, 6.2 assists per game on 65.9% from the field, 55.6% from three, and 31.3 minutes played per game. Um, Giannis is on a tear. He is, in my opinion, by far the best player in the world. I don't think it's particularly close. And I'm not sure what quite the volume is for his three-point. Obviously, he's not shooting five threes a game or even three threes a game, shooting 55.6%. But this is very, very key for Giannis that he is now able to hit threes at a respectable clip. Um, the one thing missing from his game was three-point shooting. He could do everything else. He could finish. He can defend. He's a freak athlete, and he's seven foot tall. So I think Giannis, with the tra- tra- trajectory his career is on right now, with the championship won before he reached the age of 27, and finals MVP and MVPs that he's won, um, I think Giannis has – as good of a chance as anybody has ever had to go down as the best player in the game. This Bucks team is very, very good and could very well win the championship this year. In fact, they're my pick at this point. I know I, I had them making it again. I had them losing to the Jazz, which that pick is not looking very good right now. Um, but I'm hoping the Heat make it to the finals and get a win. But and I think they have I think they have a better chance than anyone else in the East to beat the Bucks just because their defense is the only team that can guard a guy like Giannis and then all their other pieces they have and has a championship mindset, championship players. Um, so but I'm not sure they can actually do that in a seven-game series. Giannis is just an absolute – I mean, there's just he's just in a league of his own. Even put LeBron in there, I think LeBron even is a step below Giannis at this point just because Giannis is just absolutely dominating and he's winning – I know um, Gian- Giannis probably has a better full roster, but LeBron does have Anthony Davis. Um, it's not like LeBron is out there all by himself. I know Davis has games where he doesn't do much offensively, but he still has a star player in Anthony Davis. So it's not like he has absolutely no help. Um, the Lakers aren't that much better roster-wise, I don't think. 
than the Lakers, or the Bucks aren't, I should say, better than the Lakers really that much, um, in my opinion. I just think that it's really a lot of Russell Westbrook. But, I mean, LeBron's the leader. LeBron is the leader. And if 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 they wanted – they had a chance to get a different player than, than Westbrook, and LeBron brought him here. So I don't really think that I have much sympathy for LeBron James. I just think that he, he had a lot to do with this team, and now it's backfiring in his face because uh, just assembling an all-star team doesn't always work. Uh, you It's about fit, and – and Russell Westbrook is not a very good fit. So, but with that being said, I kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there. But man, I just wanted to highlight Giannis's last five games. He's gone off on a tear. He's absolutely destroying the league. And the Bucks could very well win another championship this season. Back-to-back champions. With that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Gavin should be here after this week, just about every week, just like we were before wrestling season started. So once that. Once uh, next week hits, we hope to bring you guys a great episode after great episode. With that being said, we thank you for tuning in on this shorter episode, and we will see you next week.